Um, I think that uh, there's just so much God wants to do in the room, and he's already doing. Um, You know, when I was just a couple years old in in my faith with God uh, in my early 20s, um, I had a memorable time of prayer in Louisville, Kentucky, um, and met this guy and was with him for a couple hours <laughs> and uh, never saw him again, but uh, God really used him uh, to impact me. And one of the things he said was, God has a wisdom and discernment anointing on your life. And in my young zeal and faith, I was like, boring. Because <laughs> I, I felt this weight of like significance on the word, like kind of like this is describing you and your ministry, your anointing. I'm like, man, I could have chosen a whole lot of other things besides wisdom and discernment. Wisdom is for old people. Discernment is like for people who are like demon crazy. Um, but I've come to believe that more and come to be very grateful for that. And I just want to run in my lane. I certainly don't want to be boxed into like one sentence. But uh, why I'm saying that is I, I have um, grown in discernment. And I was discerning so many things, um, I believe, uh, perhaps 75% of what I was discerning was correct, but I, it was all edification. Um, so, um, wisdom and discernment work together. You need wisdom to (laughs) steward the things you discern. Um, so I pray that God would give me wisdom, and if anybody asks for wisdom, God gives it liberally, so I believe he will, to uh, share uh, whatever I was discerning to play my part in the meeting tonight. Um, but uh, as a, uh, a general statement, what I felt th- that I was seeing is that God wants to salt and pepper us tonight, and it, in the scriptures it says, let your words be seasoned with salt, um, and Jesus also uses salt as an example. He says, you are the salt of the earth. So I I believe God wants to season us with his words. Uh, I believe that very much on an individual level, um, that he wants to speak his words into you and that those words will help you be salt. You know, if salt loses its saltiness, it's just, you know, worthy of being trampled on the ground. And, you know, I believe that, that Satan has stolen a lot of the saltiness out of the church and the people of God and the saltiness out of our lives. And so, you know, we've kind of been in a place of being trampled by the enemy and our spirits have felt trampled. Uh, our physical bodies have felt trampled. But I believe God wants to salt us tonight so that we can be a little more salty and that we can be the salt of the earth We can bring flavor to other people um, and bring out their gifts, bring out the flavor of their lives. And salt also, it was so necessary uh, throughout the ages for their refrigerators and freezers to preserve. Um, So we're called to bring out the flavor uh, of the humans God's created, and we're called to preserve lives. So I pray he would salt us tonight and pepper us. The word pep uh, comes from like spirit or life. That's why someone who's peppy uh, is just bubbling up with life. And um, I believe God wants to put more vitality into us. He wants to pep us up. And I'm just now, as I'm saying this, (laughs) I may say something more about this, but uh, I begin a a long-term substitute position this week at West Jessman High School. Um, we've got people salted and peppered all over uh, Jessman County school system from our little tribe. It's uh, so cool. The other, the other day we had uh, Uncle Tim and 
right next to me and um and then down the hall Gloria and my sister-in-law Kiki in between there it's just like we were we were running that uh social studies hallway <laughs> those teachers and kids don't know it's like Jesus is actually in there with like his shades on and he's got his big like 12 foot angels who have to duck in the hallways because that's how the people of God roll you know um, but I start this substitute position on Wednesday, and then on Thursday, I'm, uh, I have been asked to lead the whole school pep rally. I'm, I'm, I'm emceeing it. <laughs> so I'm jumping right in. Um, and so they're probably like, who's this guy leading the pep rally? It's like a substitute. <laughs> but uh, I've been asked to do it, and I'm going to do it. And I don't think it's just, you know a fun or cool thing. I think it's a holy thing. I think um, it's a declaration that God has a voice uh, of Jesus Christ that he wants to speak in to the youth of this county. And I'll play my part. Uh, I'm planning on my pep rally outfit. I'm going to have some fun with it. Mike, I'm going to wear that uh, American flag jacket and break it out. Michael got me this American flag jacket. It's so loud and wild. Um, I haven't worn it yet. I'm like, what context should I wear that in? (laughs) The pep rally. Perfect. Um, So may God pep us up. May he give us not just school spirit, but the spirit of God um, tonight. You want to come up and inform us? And pep us up. She's got her KY shirt on, pep up for the matchup against Kansas tonight. That's right. Michael, you know. He, he Michael keeps us peppy. Um, hey, guys. So, um, reminder that home church has started, if you are looking for one. Um. And this is a reminder too, Dwelling Retreat, April 14th to 16th. Just put it on your calendars. It's going to be awesome. Um, And also put this on your calendars, February 11th, we will have a prayer time for Noel and Adani and baby. So that'll be really good. Hold on just a second. A sub job just popped up and I've got to book it. This is how sub jobs work, guys. Um, if you don't book it within two seconds, it's gone. Okay. It literally says, sorry, this job no longer available. Okay. I was too slow. Um, okay. Back to my announcements. Um, I We have another announcement, too. So February 11th, we're praying for Donnie Noel and baby. Um, and we're probably going to spend quite a bit of time doing that, if that's okay. If you can... If you, yeah, that'll be the main event that evening. If you don't mind sitting for that long, you can stand or walk around or whatever it is. Um, but we just need to pray that baby stays in there <laughs> until February 11th or far beyond. Um, also, I was wondering if John Edward and Gloria wanted to come up. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that you guys wanted to maybe share something. All right, we're having a baby. (laughs) Uh, We thought we were, and then we had an event that we were pretty convinced was a miscarriage, so that was quite the roller coaster in a couple weeks. And then, um, then Gloria started throwing up all the time, and we were like, what in the world's going on? Uh, so then we went to a doctor last Thursday, and they were like, oh, yep, 10-week-old baby. So there you have it. So um, quite the roller coaster. Um, wow. So here we go.
that's pretty amazing. <laughs> awesome. So we'll be praying for another baby before too long. <laughs> I mean, we can start praying now, <laughs> but we'll be having a special time for that eventually. Um, okay, the last thing that um, that I wanted to mention is it's been on our minds for just like in the back of our minds for about a year, maybe. When I say in the back of our minds, in the back of my mind, and I mentioned it, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, we I, we had talked to some of the leaders too. That's true. I don't know if anybody was still thinking about it, but um, I don't know. It came up again recently. The possibility of brace yourselves <laughs> of moving locations again, <laughs> um, and possibly even moving times. So um, I have been on a ooh, 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 which is why it's excellent that I'm not the one making this decision. <laughs> Um, but the possi- a possibility we're looking into right now is the sanctuary um, storefront downtown on Main Street. Um, they run a, well, they don't do it as much right now, but their heart is 24-7 prayer and praise. Um, and they used to have like regular worship sets down there. They do occasionally still, but they do other things too. Laura could tell us more. She's on the on the board there, so she knows lots of things. <laughs> she's looking at me like don't ask me anything <laughs> um but we were thinking about the possibility of maybe doing a Sunday morning again so um I don't know you know there's advantages and disadvantages but we can't make our decision based on advantages and disadvantages we need to make our decision based on where we feel like the Lord is leading us or not leading us um So I did want to mention (laughs) some advantages or disadvantages. So you all could be thinking about them too and um, either getting excited or (sighs) bracing yourself, (laughs) Um, but definitely praying. Um, So some of the things we're thinking of is um, that Sunday morning, going back to a Sunday morning for a time might be more conducive to some people's schedules. Um, Saturday nights, especially like during the summer and um, spring, like the warmer weather, a lot of people with kids have sports events, especially people who might be new and want to be coming. They're often looking for a Sunday morning place because people normally have events on Saturday evenings. So it might be better for visitors and newer people and maybe a lot of our people too. Um, also it's storefront. So as, as visible as this is, um, we would likely be able to put up like a sign in the storefront that says like dwelling meets here on Sunday mornings. Um, there'd be plenty of parking. There's plenty of parking here too, but there'd be plenty of parking. There's street parking, of course, on Sunday, but there's also that whole lot by the, um, old police. Yes. Old city hall. Um, tonight I was thinking, when we were having worship, I was just getting really sad at the thought of leaving this place. (laughs) I was like this, it feels so, it just felt so sweet tonight in here. And I just have such, I mean, just special memories, like some painful ones, you know, like there's been a lot of painful things that have happened over the, how long have we been here to? Yeah, whatever. Oh, two years ish. And so, um, you know, things that I'm thinking about, things that have moved my heart, hard things, amazing things. And it's hard to think about, it's like leaving a home, you know? Um, But I felt like when I was thinking about it, like that God was speaking to me saying, um, that's part of like why I sometimes move you on. (laughs) Because it can't be about a place. Sometimes we need to be pulled and that's not every congregation's calling, you know, but I do think that that's part of our calling to remember that we are not attached to a place, that the church that God is building is is a people, um, and it's a people who are tied together by their love for one another and their obedience to the Lord, which is also our love for the Lord. Um, it, it was just, uh, it was a very clear reminder of that. And that's not me saying, okay, well, then this is what we're doing. This is where we should go. But it was just a reminder to me that as sweet and special as this place has become, that it is it is God who does that. And it's, and it's the people and it's his presence. And um, I want to keep it sweet. 
So <laughs> we want to go where he wants to go or stay where he wants to stay. So that was my last announcement. So be praying for that. And Trav, did you want to add a little to that last announcement to clarify anything? Yeah, did you have anything more? No, I think that's it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, we've often described ourselves as a nomadic um, people, a nomadic community, a nomadic ministry. And um, as Kara said, you know, God calls every body, uh, every person, but also every corporate uh, expression of his people to a specific calling, a specific way. And um, we have outwardly evidenced the nomadic spirit. I was thinking that uh, since God moved our ministry into these weekly worship meetings that is often understood as like church. Um, and that's a bigger conversation. What is church? Really, who is the church? But uh, when God moved us to start looking and acting like a, a church body, um, that was in January of 2017. So... Um, we started off with Zion, Karis, and me in my living room. <laughs> and Karis was like, I don't want to do this. I don't, this is, I don't want to start something like this. Um, but the, it, it wasn't my idea either. Um, anyway, and next week we had Uncle Tim and Aunt Debbie, and the rest is history. Um, but in our first four-plus years, we met in six different locations. Um, and not just like once, like we camped at six different places in uh, those four and a half years. And we are now in our two years and three months, about to begin in two years and three months, here in this place. This has been our longest stretch by far. Before this, our longest um, place was Adventure Serve, and we were there for a year and a half, but we were in three different locations on that property. As uh, those of you who were there, Caroline said, yep, yes, we were. Some were more challenging than others. But um, I, I do feel, um, not just in my emotions, but in my spirit, I, I feel that God is... Yeah, stirring it and ready to move us on to the next place. And I can totally relate to what Karis was saying, like all that has happened in the last couple of years in my life personally, in our lives, uh, and in this body. I believe the last two years have been the most drawing together that this ministry has seen in uh since we we started really the ministry in twenty fourteen. The last two years has been the, the most drawing together of a people and uh, a body. So um, I look forward to whatever God has for us. And, you know, the changing locations is uh, it's important to God because he does everything purposefully. But um, it's more what it represents. God is taking us to the next place individually in our lives He's taking us to the next place of uh, reaching out to people. Um, so I look forward to that. And, and I met with Joe McKenzie, who leads the ministry there. Um, and she is a special woman of God. And uh, I just really had a good connection with her down there at the sanctuary. I'll call him down in just a moment. Um, I had a really good conversation with Joe. She showed me around the place, uh, and she just was so gracious and even energetic about the possibility of hosting us. Um, just reminded me of that, you know, ancient Near East hospitality, where it's like they, it, it was considered such an honor to have some unknown guest show up at your house, and you gave them a place to sleep, and you made them the best meal. We could learn a lot. Um, but 
that, that was a grace God put on them. May God give us that grace. But she evidenced that, just like a welcoming hospitality, generosity. Um, so I, I, Karis and I spoke, and I emailed Uncle Tim and Davey, or texted them. And uh, we're in the process right now of praying and thinking through that. But if we are led in that direction, I, I sense and I think we're in agreement. This is not something like, well, in six months, it feels like pretty near. Um, so stay tuned. And, uh, and also, if you have any specific thoughts or questions, please find Uncle Tim, Davey, Karis, or me. Uh, text us um, if you have something that the Lord's putting on your heart or just a curiosity or like, hey, what about this? Think about this. Please, uh, we want to hear from you. We're a body. Um, at the same time, I, I don't really feel this is like a voting thing. I think that would be a hindrance to us as a people. I think we can just trust God to uh, lead his leaders to make a decision which is best for us. And we'll all make adjustments. Is there anything else about that? Um, no, I don't think so. Uncle Tim? If you guys have the purple card faith-giving estimates, that would be uh, super. Um, we are having uh, the annual dwelling board meeting. We meet more than once a year, but we're having our one that we're required to where we come up with a budget. That will be uh, the day after tomorrow, so the 30th. Um, we'll meet as a board. Yeah. So these things, if you haven't gotten one, be great if you could. And just uh, it's, it's a way you can put action to your faith and show generosity for our ministry and uh, give so that we can give more to God's people and to the broken. Um, so it'd be great for you to get those in because we're going to make budget decisions. Um, on this Monday, and you guys know that God's taken us through a challenging time recently, a time to trust him and in new ways, uh, and he's already shown up faithfully, and I believe he's going to continue to do that, but we will discuss location stuff and budget stuff and uh, some other things that uh, are necessary in order to keep our ministry moving forward. All right, kids. Come on down. You have something? Yeah. All right, Zion has something she wants to share. I made this and I um and I figured this out at school how I can make my name glow and I made this tonight. That's really cool, babe. You know what, does that make you think of anything else besides it just being cool? Um, no. Yeah. So Zion's saying that it made her name glow. I don't know how, how many of you are on Krista's um, email list, but I wanted to share. So Krista, who's at the YWAM training right now, um, just found out a lot of things like um, who she's going to be going on her team with, where she's going with her team, um, who her team leaders will be. And she found it out with this part of it with this glow stick. And that's what made me think of the name was glowing. Um, she found this glowing thing and it was the one person that she really wanted to go on the trip with because it's the only other like older, like as in close to her age, single lady on the trip. And then they got to go which I can't say because we're being recorded. Are we being recorded still? Okay, I can tell it when we're not being recorded, but she's going somewhere where I can't say <laughs> when I'm being recorded. <laughs> so that gives you some ideas, but it's where she wanted to go. She wanted to go somewhere in this area. So she's going to the place she wanted to go with a person she wanted to go, and there was one couple that she wanted to be her leaders, and those are the leaders she got. So it was just like thing after thing after thing. Oh, and she got an anonymous anonymous donation of $2,500 for her trip, which is the only thing she still needed money for. So it's for the early trip. Yeah, for the first phase. So it's just like thing after thing that God's. Yes, yes. I mean, it's it's thing after thing. 
God's goodness to her. So that's a celebration. Yes. Well, kids, you know what? Has any of you, have any of you heard of the word nomad? No? (laughs) Okay, Cohen says, I think I've heard of it, but not exactly what it meant. And Zion said, I've heard of no and mad. (laughs) In fact, maybe some of us can relate to being mad when we hear no. Or being mad and therefore saying no. (laughs) Well, guys, it doesn't mean uh, saying no or being mad. In fact, nomad comes from the French nomade, nomad. <laughs> Instead of nomad, nomad. Naomi has the most romantic language as her home heart language. But then that came from the Latin which came from the Greek, and the Greek was nomos, okay? And what it means is roaming in search of pasture. Now, Solomon, come here. Show everybody your shirt. Totally, totally didn't know. Rome free. And... That's what it means to be a nomad, to be roaming around looking for a pasture, looking for a place. Like, what kind of animal do you guys think of, like, what? Sheep, roaming around to find a pasture to eat some grass, roaming free. Okay, so it means to roam and in search of pasture. And God calls all of us to be nomadic in some ways to be nomads, people who are roaming with him, searching for the place where he has grass for us to eat, okay? He takes us to this place. He said, you're my nomads. The grass is getting a little bit thin here. It's getting too short. You can't fill up your bellies. Let's roam a little bit and find the next pasture where you guys can fill your bellies up with grass And you can be safe from the wolves and the foxes and the coyotes. That's a. Then the tigers and the dragons. (laughs) So, let me read this verse about being a nomad and finding pasture, okay? Psalm 37 7. You want to read it? 37 3. Trust in the Lord and do good and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Trust in the Lord. Trust in Yahweh. Trust in God and enjoy safe pasture. Did you know God wants you to enjoy life? He wants you to enjoy grass. I know you guys probably don't want to eat grass, but sheep love it. He wants you to enjoy your food. He wants to en- you guys to enjoy where you live, enjoy your friends. He wants you to enjoy life. And in fact, it says in some translations, it says find pasture, find safe pasture. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land. And our name for our ministry here is Dwelling. We're just dwelling in the land, finding the pasture, the place that God has for us. We are nomads. We are those who roam free, but not just wherever we want to go. We roam free, but we roam where the prince and the king of freedom shows us to go. So, nice somersault. In fact, that's that's a good example of Roman free, just doing somersaults in the grass and the pasture, being grateful to be alive. And one other piece of this, Zion, you want to read the next part? That was Psalm 37.3. Listen to Psalm 37.4. Got a little 
acrobat show going on, starting with Delight. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I thought everything that's been shared is fitting so well together. When we dwell in the land and we find the pasture he has for us, let's pause for a second. I know you're wanting to enjoy the pasture, but I want you to hear this. When we roam like nomads into the pasture that God has for us, he says, you enjoy that land and you delight yourself in God and God will give you the desires of your heart. And our special friend and our sister in Christ, Krista, who you guys prayed for, she found out that God is giving her the desires of her heart, who she wanted to go with, her friend, who she wanted to lead her, and where she wanted to go. God gave her the desires of her heart. But first, she had to find the pasture where God wanted her to go. All right, so let's break it down on nomads, okay? Yes, we can break it down to whisper. Hey, we're going to do this for you again, Phineas. We're going to whisper so it won't be loud because your ears are so sensitive, which is, I'm sure, a sign of how sensitive your ears are to the voice of Jesus. You ready? Come on, big guy. It's not the same without you. All right, hold on. Before nomads, I'm going to say a prayer. Father, I pray that you would lead us as your nomads and that we would find the pasture you want for us together and for the, our own individual pastures with you. Let us enjoy them and give us the desires of our heart. All right, nomads on three. One, hey, let's all, yeah, there you go. You know what? We can cooperate as the body of Christ. We're going to put them in on three. We're going to put our hands in, then we're not going to move them. Okay? Can we do that? One, two, three. I'm on top. Nomads on three. One, two, three. Nomads. We love you, buddy. All right. Kids may... uh, Go back, is that right, Karis? Yes. I think you're right, Jen, and uh, I appreciate your uh, personal sensitivity. I think that's part of your gift for your family and for us is your sensitivity to what um, God is saying directionally. Um, yeah, I there's so many things that came together there that were beyond things I was thinking of. And I, when that verse came up to me, um, I didn't even connect it to the whole idea of enjoying the pasture and then it leading into delighting yourself in the Lord and then the desires of your heart. You know, we all have these individual desires that God wants to give us. Um, the heart is deceitful beyond all else. Um, it's, it's desperately wicked, it says in the Old Testament. But Jesus' blood came to cleanse our hearts. So the desires that he sanctifies and he gives us, he wants to bring those to pass. Um, So uh, the connection between us finding that pasture that God has for us, that place, a physical move or just a migration in our lives, that's connected to God giving us the desires of our heart. And it's not like a deal, like, all right, Lord, I'll go there if you give me the desires of my heart. It's like, yes, Lord, I will move to where your, your pillar of fire is, to where your cloud is. I will go to the pasture that you have for me, but I'm also going to trust that I get to enjoy that and that that's the place where you give me the desires of my heart. Um, 
so yeah but i thought this was interesting too when i looked up nomad um there was connection to things uh that have been meaningful to this ministry um nomad one of the definitions here is um a person who does not stay long in the same place, a wanderer. And then the sentence it gives is, Dolly was a nomad who had finally taken root in Hawaii. <laughs> That's the example they gave, which is really funny too because <laughs> I was at the gas station um, filling up my wife's car like a Christ-like servant. Um <laughs> I, t- I have to focus on the, 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 the simple things I can do to help my household. Dishes, taking out the trash, and filling up uh, cars with gas. Karis takes care of all the hard stuff. Um, but as I was there at the gas station, and for some reason it was like filling up, like uh, it took like two minutes per one gallon. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? And, you know, the gas pump is talking to me with like, you know, <laughs> annoying yeah I feel you Alex it's like annoying little things like, um, but one of them was informing me that I thought this was so peculiar that Dolly Parton is going to make her first rock album and I'm, if somebody can look up her age but she has got to be in her late 70s um, but she was inducted or offered an induction into the Rock Hall of Fame. See, I'm getting instructed here at the gas pump. And she said, she declined because she says she doesn't deserve to be in the Rock Hall of Fame unless she makes an official rock album. So this album is going to be like, going to have elements of Paul McCartney from the Beatles, going to have elements of pink. I mean pink, not the color, but the artist. Um, and some other uh, artists, too. So Dolly Parton, how, how old? 77? That's really interesting, too. 77. See, that actually encourages me. God can sanctify anything and, and build us up with it. It's like, you know, she is a spring chicken, you know? And especially the, the artistic and musical call God has made to me. Man, I got a lot of years to make some albums and venture into new territory come on connor i mean (laughs) you know by by the time you're 80 dude who knows what kind of music you're going to be making (laughs) um but i just think that's so peculiar that i was drawn not drawn drawn but i was a i was subjected to news about dolly parton (laughs) and then this message here and when I think of Dolly I don't know about you guys but I think of the sheep Dolly who back in the mid 2000s you know that's that was like the name of the sheep they were cloning Um, and so it just makes me think of Dolly being a sheep and God's flock um, God guiding his flock to Hawaii which is you know the colloquial name is paradise um, and God has used that um, as an analogy for our community for a long time. He's going to bring us into a Hawaii, a holy Hawaii place. Um, so I believe God has a good place, a good land where we will enjoy uh, the spiritual Hawaii together and bring people into that. Um, is there anything? Um, other things that I think be good to share with you. Um, I had a dream about Davy this week, and it was just real brief. Uh, but in the dream, Davy was talking to John Edward and I, and he was just expressing frustration. Um, he was expressing expressing frustration, like inwardly, that he was dealing with with his own life, and expressing frustration. Um, in what was going on around him. And uh, there's probably personal application for Davey, and I asked if, him if I could uh, share this. Um, but I think there's something encouraging for us as a people 
Um, God often speaks through dreams in symbolic language. Biblically, that's um, a pattern that dreams were not just literally uh, given of this is exactly what's going to happen. It's like dreams were parables. They were symbolic. And I think that dream of Davy, um, there's an encouraging element for us in in this way. Um, we are all going through frustrating things in life. Some of them are more just inwardly what we're feeling or thinking. Some of them are more situational and circumstantial. Uh, and I'm sure there's both to a degree in all of our lives. Um, and no matter how gifted, committed, um, no matter how close our walk with God, we encounter frustrations. Uh, and I just, first of all, want to say that God knows your frustrations and you're going to be okay. Uh, he's going to help you get through those Jacob-like frustrations, those Jacob-like wrestlings, um, and even use your frustrations to transform you and give you a new name and help you understand who you are. Um, and I think specifically, Davy represents to me in that dream discipline. You know, you're probably not going to find a more disciplined individual uh, than Mr. Ferraro, and, and especially in his walk with God. And this is an encouragement because even the most disciplined, or you could use this word, devoted to the Lord and to going for the Lord. Be encouraged. Frustrations are okay. They're a part of this. Paul went, went through a number of frustrations. He said, I'm perplexed. And he is the best example besides Jesus of a man who understood the ways of God. But he was perplexed. He had frustrations. Um, we talked about that at home church at uh, John Edwards and Gloria's uh, that Paul and Naomi led us through Galatians. He was frustrated there. <laughs> He's frustrated with the people. He's frustrated with the impact of his ministry. Did it work? Um, so it's okay. Um, I wanted to touch on a few other examples for your encouragement as well. And I'm going to highlight some individuals. Um, and the individuals I highlight are, it's not uh, so much as like God's picking out that person to uh, show them off. It's God, when he gifts someone or when he points to someone, it's always for the benefit of others. It's always to exalt God, the giver of all gifts, and to help Others receive the gifts that God's put in that person. So I'm, I'm going to do this in a uh, like concrete example way. So Davy, can you come up? If you're reading, yeah. So Davy, if you could stand here, um, over there, but not behind the speaker, so people can see you. Um, a little bit further because we're going to fit some other people. Thank you, bro. Um, See his military-like discipline? He's like, yes, sir. Um, so Davy represents discipline and devotion. And every one of you has discipline and devotion in your life. You wouldn't be here. Every one of you does. And your discipline and devotion is special in the sight of the Lord. But it's not enough to, like, make you frustration-free. That's encouraging. All right, next. Um, so we're going to spell dwelling here, okay? Next, I'll be an example of the W. And that is weakness. 
I have never felt weaker in, in, in every way as someone who's worthy or capable of leading the all-stars and the honorable people that you are, I feel totally weak, totally incapable of doing it. And I can't look too long at myself because I don't think God wants us to. He wants us to recognize our stuff that's not enough. But the point is not to like get caught up because that's a trap if you look at yourself. If you look at the good parts or the parts that are not so good, it's not about us, okay? We look back to the Lord. So, you know, and I trust that it really is true what Paul wrote, that in our weakness, God's power is perfected, you know? But I feel weak to be your leader. I feel weak to be Karis' husband and to be my daughter's dad, you know? And if I had more kids, I'm like, God, I mean, how you guys do it? Um, I just feel so weak. Um, and I feel weak as, you know, just a person and a lover of God. It's just like, and I feel weak, and this is the most painful, I feel weak as a, as a lover of Jesus. I'm like, I don't love you like I want to. And it's like, if I don't, if I'm not strong in that, like, what else matters? But I believe that's the word that best describes my life right now is, is weakness. And uh, that's what I was seeing. And then you came and spoke directly into that prayed for me in that way so be encouraged because just like every one of you has a measure of discipline and devotion every one of you has weakness and that is okay because God said so (laughs) not just because I'm telling you that to make myself feel better it's like weakness better be okay because I'm weak it's okay guys no we have we have the strong backbone of the scriptures from the Old Testament to the New Testament. We see weakness in God's people throughout. That doesn't mean we should run towards like all of our faults and failures, but when they show up, and they will, we can be encouraged and be okay because, you know, we're in good company. Uh, Even Jesus had to sit down because he was tired and weak. Even Jesus was sweating blood with anxiety. <sighs> All right. And the the E, what I thought of was eagle. And what eagle represents to me in, in some ways, someone who soars in the spirit on the winds of God. Someone who can see clearly. Um, someone who... Uh, is swift with the Lord, someone who's very gifted with God. And every one of you has soared with God and, and still soars with God in ways. Every one of you has ways that you soar with God that others don't. But I thought of John Edward, if you come up here, John Edward, um, as just an example of an eagle one who soars with God in his gifts and um, just finds the gusts of the Spirit. And, uh, but even the sharpest eagle beak, the sharpest eagle eyes, the most focus, there's such focus uh, in John Edwards' life. And there is focus in all of your lives. But even the most focused, even the most gifted, there's going to be frustrations. Our gifts aren't enough. Our discipline and devotion is not enough. Um, the next was uh, L. <laughs> if, I, if I need some help with spelling, if, my, if I'm weak in my spelling, please help me out. Um, uh, the next one was uh, love. And uh, when I thought of uh, of of love, I thought of my wife. And, you know, love is, is, is a choice. It's the choosing to, to, to will good for someone else. And I 
uh, no one's ever loved me like my wife, but I know I'm not the only recipient because I see day in and day out the goodwill she has for people. And she's, she's better than me at, uh, just like taking what may cause her pain and discomfort and not even like thinking like, Oh, I'm a martyr. Um, but just like, she's focused on the good, uh, willing the good of someone else. Now I'm evidencing weakness in my memory. We'll come back to the other L, okay? <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, not, not right now. We'll, we'll get to the guessing if it doesn't come back in a moment. The next I thought, which is, this one's similar to discipline and devotion, but there's a little bit different edge to it, and that's intensity. Every one of you has an intensity uh, towards the things of God and towards your relationship with God. That's There's a certain uh, intensity of the burn of dwelling in our company that like a little bit too hot for some. <laughs> They're like, I, I like the fire, but, eh, you know, you, uh, that's kind of like a bonfire. That's kind of like a seven times hotter Nebuchadnezzar fire. I'd rather have a campfire, you know. Um, because it hurts to have the flesh burned, okay? You guys are an intense people. And I think that I love the little wordplay there. You guys are an intense people, a nomadic dwelling. And again, that's part of the fire. It's much easier to dwell in a brick house. Like, I ain't intense. I'm in bricks. And it feels good. And my fireplace is a good fire, you know? It's different to dwell with the all-consuming fire. It's different to dwell with the big pillar of fire that could get you at any minute. <laughs> That's not like to turn the gas on or gas off, you know, that, or even throw a few pieces of firewood on there. No, that's an uncontrollable, all-consuming fire. This is an all-consuming fire ministry. So don't be discouraged by the fire that hurts sometimes. Do not be surprised at the fiery trial, you know, the scriptures say. But Rachel uh, spoke to me of intensity. Someone who I've seen um, really since uh, she was inducted into our community via the Ferraros um, who reached out to Rachel and they're, again, they're a good example of the intensity and they're like, kind of like God, it wasn't solely the Ferraris, but it was, they were a big part of like uh, showing Rachel the burn and Rachel's like, Oh yeah, I'm made for that. And she's been not backing away from the fire ever since. And I really respect that about Rachel. Um, but even someone who throws their self in the flames is going to find frustration and sometimes directly resulting from the flames. The inn. um, The inn, to me, represented a no in a good way. And it's interesting how it's tied to this one. Um, Who can dwell in everlasting fire? Who can dwell in... Um, the all-consuming fire, everlasting burnings. It says in Isaiah, and it says, the person who shuts their eyes to evil. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it says, the person who can stay in the flames is the one who says no, who rejects compromise, who rejects evil. Again, this is a grace I've seen on every person's life in here. And Specifically, I want to highlight you, Ken. Your no towards unrighteousness has paved the way for your daughter and for her daughter and for others to live in the blessings of Christ. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. And he who fears the Lord is one who rejects evil, the Scripture says. And that's been specifically on you, Ken, and know that that impact has been more than you realize. And you guys know that too. Your no has caused 
blessing for those around you. But Rachel spoke to me of, no, is it okay for you to come up? Are you comfortable with that? With your a bundle full of love? We're almost through the dwelling word. Rachel, and really Rachel and Trenton both spoke to me of a family, we're going to say no to evil. Are they perfect in it? None of us are. But no compromise, no to just American Christianity or, um, you know, sloppy grace, no. And that no can be as precious as a yes to the Lord. And the last uh, G spoke to me of glory. And, you know, no surprise, Gloria. Come on up. Um, And I believe, uh, as we talked about glory some weeks ago, glory, the Old Testament word kabod, is it's the expression of God's weighty personhood. It's the revealing of his name. It's like, my name's Yahweh. Let me show you what that's about. Let me show you who I am. I am who I am. Let me show you who I am. That comes through the glory. And I've known glory for a couple years uh, via the eagle. But, and I always saw her authentic relationship with God. But what I've seen, and I saw this in a new way on their wedding day when I was uh, officiating the ceremony, I was looking at uh, Gloria there as the bride of Christ, really, that day, as well as John Edward. I saw a glory on her, a, a revealing of God in her. Um, and I see that on her. I've seen it consistently since the wedding. And not that I hadn't seen it before, but I've seen this consistent grace. It's like she is a, a signboard of someone who's encountering God's glory just feel like he's revealing himself to her continually. In an encounter with the glory, we are all transformed by looking at his glory, by looking at his personhood, seeing him for who he is. And this is who you are. I, this was one of the reasons I just couldn't get uh, away from my emotions during our worship because I was thinking about how beautiful you guys are. Um, And you're beautiful because you carry the beauty of Christ, the glory of God. How blessed are you? You guys, the way you guys encounter God, there are people all over the earth who wish they could have a fraction of your encountering with God's glory. All right, let's play the guessing game and then we'll be done. What is the other L? Laughter, light. I mean, there's so many good L's. Laughter, light. What? Maybe, but I just feel like there's another missing L. La, 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 la. What's that? Oh, longing. Yes, good. Good job, Caroline. Um, and this made me think of Michael. Um, and I didn't think about this, how this, does, his, this ties in um, to the longings of our heart, the desires of our heart. Um, We have desires in our heart that are inexpressible. Um, And I stake my claim and the claim of this ministry on the word of God that says he will give us the desires of our heart. And I like to say it this way with Psalm 37, 4. When it says he will give us the desires of our heart, I believe he will plant and he will grant. Part of the giving is like, he's like, hey, Connor, I'm going to plant this desire in you. I'm giving it to you. It's from me. And what he plants, he will grant. Okay? So the desires you have in your heart, the planting of the Lord, they will bear fruit. Thank you, Rachel. So all of you who are disciplined and devoted... All of you who have eagle-like sensitivity to God and encounters with him and soaring in his spirit, all of you who choose to will good towards others, those who love, all of you who are longing, all of you who are intense and who dwell on the burning, 
Another way you could say that is not afraid for intimacy, of intimacy. All of you who say no to the devil and no to the flesh, no to compromise, and all of you who look at the glory of the Lord and who carry the glory of the Lord, I bless all of you to be encouraged tonight. And whether you have, you can find yourself in one of these more than the other, there's probably one or a couple that stick out more in your lives. I forgot this one. If, if this one is the one you're connected to most, well, you're at home with me and uh, with our forefathers, our foremothers. This is who we are. So be encouraged. Don't be discouraged by your frustrations. This is all part of it, okay? Well, we're about to end next week. Stay tuned because we got the Wallings, one of them or both of them. I asked Chris and said, Chris, if nothing comes to you, then Sue. It's such a blessing to be able to like just just cast the line to any of you fish out here and just like, yeah, bring us a message. I'm sure God will speak to us. So uh, really just appreciate you all. And Shelby, I just wanted to say that there is a, uh, the scripture that came to my mind for you, and as I'm saying this to Shelby again, I believe it, I believe this has a corporate application, but you were just highlighted to me. It made me think of when Paul, and you probably Google it and find the exact reference, Paul came to a certain place and he saw a man who had been lame from birth, and it says Paul saw that he had faith to be healed. And it doesn't seem that that's always a prerequisite. Sometimes God just says, you know, bam, and he gets somebody. But sometimes it's like, uh, Paul saw that he had faith to be healed. And so he spoke to him and immediately he was strengthened. And that was just coming to my heart, Shelby, for you. There is a, uh, blessed are your eyes for you see what you see. There's something like you're looking to the Lord. And, you know, Jesus would do this time. He said, go, daughter. Um, and he said, be healed. May it be done unto you according to your faith. There is something, a looking towards him that the Lord is honoring and you're going to be able to walk in what you've never walked in your whole life. Um, and you've already been a blessing. So it's like there has been glory in the latter house. But the glory, uh, uh, or the former house, the glory of the latter house will be even greater. Um, so I bless Shelby with that. I bless all of us to, to become, to be able to walk with God in a way we never have before. To walk with him in love. Father, we are weak. We are lame in our own strength. But Lord, you give us the grace of devotion, discipline. You give us the grace of eagle-like living. You give us the grace to choose love. You give us the grace to have longings from you. You give us the grace to stay in the intensity of the fire and continue our intimacy with you through sufferings. You give us the grace to say no to evil and no to the evil one. And you give us grace to do the impossible, to behold your glory and to dwell in your glory. God, encourage your people tonight. And I pray that you would reveal yourself, your name to dwelling like never before. And in doing so, we would become dwelling like we've never been. That we would, as a ministry, even though you've been with us, it would be like we were Mephibosheth and then all of a sudden could walk. Let that be the case, Lord. And no matter where we end up, let us just stay in your sanctuary. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all be blessed. Have a great week. Have a peaceful Sunday. And uh, we'll see you around. Whoever wants to help uh, close up shop, you are appreciated.